Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Here on the humble farmer. Thank you for listening. I'm all wound up here today. Today is the day that radio friend Phil said he's going to visit me. Phil's from down Kennybunk Way, Kennybunk, Kennybunk Port. If you don't live there, you don't really know the difference between the two, do you? Thank you for listening to Humble. We've all experienced it, haven't we? The frustration of entering a room and Forgetting what we were going to do when we got in there, or get when we get in there, or find. 
new research from a psychology professor at Notre Dame suggests that passing through doorways is the cause of these memory lapses. <laughs> Maine people have known about this for years. We all have many neighbors who pass through the doorway of a bar and forget that they're married. here, Lionel Hampton here, I'm the humble farmer. My old computer said it wanted me to update my real player, so to keep it from whining at me every day, I did, I updated it. And then, I got a letter from a friend on Facebook who tells me that real player went out the window about the same time as Rousseau's social contract. I don't think I ever used real player, so how would I know this? 
Do you have any idea of how many other things, extra things, unnecessary things, someone tries to sneak into your computer whenever you try to update any program? This update for real player tells me that it's going to let me upload videos. <laughs> it's going to let me upload videos to my mobile phone. And that's probably all this update does. Now, I'm not, I'm laughing because I am not in the socioeconomic bracket of people who have these fancy mobile internet telephones that play music. We have one that we pay $20 for every three months. And I think we have five, six hundred minutes accumulated on it. We just have it in case we break down when we're out on the road somewhere. And the, I remember the first call we got on it was so exciting. Someone called us while we were riding in the car. And, of course, we still don't know who it was because we never figured out how to answer the cussed thing. Anyway, if I owned one of these fancy phones, why would I want to upload music or videos into it? <laughs> Marcia told me today that even little two-year-old kids know how to upload music into a telephone. Have you noticed that it's a strange and unfamiliar world we now live in?
Django here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. The newspaper article said, this is the headline, (laughs) How to Keep from Cheating on Your Spouse. Now, I did not read this article. I did not need to read the article because you know I could have written it. The best way to keep from cheating on your spouse is to be single between the ages of 34 and 52. Natalie Cole here on The Humble Farmer, where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. Because Natalie Cole would have had to live in the shadow of Rita Cash from Rockport, Maine, had Rita Cash been on records, because, well, I can... 
I think she could cut Natalie Cole. Oh, yes. Anyway, you know, time for a rant here. You know that my favorite course at grad school was psycholinguistics. I watch screaming children in stores today. And because I know how behavior modification works, I know why the child is screaming. You can read about how to, to extinguish an undesired behavior in children in a book written by Booth Tarkenton, back around 1914-1912. This book is called Penrod Jasper. And if you Google Penrod and Papa, please, it'll turn up. It's a, it's a very funny book. You can read this little excerpt from it. It's very true. Booth Tarkington knew a lot about people. I believe I can shape the behavior of a child or an animal because it is science. And the difference between science and theology is that science works. You can bet money, hard dollars, that you can make your cow paw at the ground like a dog and moo on command. You snap your fingers, a whistle, a wink. And you can make a few bucks if you can find a sucker who'll bet you that you can't. But how does one shape the behavior of a machine? Yes, for weeks my computer has begged me for permission to crush up some file into a smaller package. I don't know why it wants to do this, but it keeps whining about it. I ignore the behavior, which as you know, in some environments, will extinguish the undesired behavior in a breathing organism. But I just realized I'm dealing with a machine here, and my computer's need to remind me to compress files will never go away until I do what this stupid machine wants me to do. Yes, I think you're going to agree with me. There are deep, dark, philosophical ramifications here that warrant investigation. But I have read of too many German philosophers who took on more than they could chew and went mad as a result. So I'm going to leave this one alone and let you look into it for me.
Django, if you weren't dancing, if you uh home alone, if you're in a place where you could dance, something's wrong with you if you were not dancing. Okay, if you're sick in bed, that's different. But I should think that kind of music make you want to get right up and dance. What I do is I do arm things of that. Up with the arm, out with the arm, down with the arm, dum diddly dum dum, up with the arm, out with the arm. And I get a little exercise while I'm I'm listening. Great, great, great things. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you like this kind of music. Our topic today is fashion. Let us begin. Let us begin by speaking out against those horrible high-heeled shoes that women feel they need to wear. Every ad you have seen on television shows impressionable young girls strutting in back-breaking high-heeled shoes. Ah! Do you ever see in the ads a 40-year-old woman being told that she'll lose her job if she doesn't wear them? And then, years ago, there were the days when women's waists were constrained by those laced-up things. Insecure women can obviously be convinced to do some pretty bad things to their bodies just so they'll fit in. Yes, men have... Also rules for fashion, although they are not so painful. And the only rule about fashion for men that I'm strict about is the need to wear a necktie when I'm in public. My father came to this country to break up rocks with a hammer. And by wearing my necktie, I am flaunting my first generation college education. Think about this. Had my father been a doctor or a lawyer, and had my father paid my way through college, I'd be free to open that top button on my shirt. What do you think would happen? Listen to this. What do you think would happen if anyone saw me in public without a tie and the top button wide open on my shirt? People would whisper behind my back, Look at Skog trying to make people think he came from money.
Judy Herman playing one of the only two ballads you'll ever hear on The Humble Farmer. Non Dimintica, Natalie Cole, and Woody's Do, 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 do. Okay, I'm in the wrong key. Let us now have a little chat about the basic difference between innocent young boys and mature Maine men. The newspaper headline reads, Recall of revealing Lulu lemon yoga pants causes stir at the gym. <laughs> Ever hear of, what is it, Lulu lemon yoga pants? There must be a lot of young men with a lot of time on their hands if they're complaining about see-through women's clothing. But, my friend, you know this is true. See if you don't agree with me. When a main man matures, he either doesn't notice or is able to conceal his disgust when he sees beautiful young women wearing provocative, tight-fitting, see-through clothes. thing he was. Can you imagine what fun it must have been to play in a band with Django? My word. Never knew what he was going to do, just like Dick Cash. So much fun to play with Dick Cash. Never knew what he was going to do. You sat right there wondering, listening. 
There are problems in this country today that have been caused by the fact that many small business owners don't realize that the party of Dwight Eisenhower and Richard Nixon is not the party of Newt Gingrich and Paul Ryan. Although Eisenhower warned Americans against the military-industrial complex, do you think he'd be surprised to be here today and look around and see how many people were listening? Would Eisenhower be surprised to see how much things have changed? Do you think this is true, that today in America you only get as much free speech as you can afford to buy? Django here on Humble Farmer, where with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you. 
every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Love to hear from you. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Something here I read in the newspaper. It says, part of Governor Paul LePage's equation for a $700 million injection of funds into Maine's economy this year involves a $100 million bond to pay for construction that would almost double capacity at the Maine Correctional Center. <laughs> when I read this in the paper, it gave me my first laugh of the day. Think about this. Put the same amount of money into education that we do prisons in the United States, and what do you suppose would happen to our very lucrative prison business? We read that Dick Cheney had a lot of stock in privatized prisons, and if he didn't know how to make himself money with his hand in the taxpayer's pocket, no one did. There's a lot more money to be made by putting people in prison than there is in sending them to school. Even worse, too many overly educated people vote for Democrats.
Django. And if we're lucky, my wife Masha, the almost perfect woman, will not come in here and carry on the agitated conversation that she is obviously having outside the door. One morning, they said on the news that temperatures in Maine were 21 degrees below normal. Because <laughs> no one who lives in Maine was surprised, because in Maine, the temperature is always 21 degrees below normal. Maine people take it for granted that the normal temperature in Maine is 21 degrees below normal. And this is why you can come to Maine and pay over a million dollars for a small house lot on the ocean if you're lucky enough to find one. People who live in and between New York City and Washington, D.C., where it can be 90 degrees and muggy all summer, are willing to pay anything to summer in a place where temperatures are 21 degrees below normal. And... As anyone who's been to St. George, Maine knows, when you live right on the edge of the salt water in the summer, it is 15 degrees cooler than it is 10 miles inland, where it is only 21 degrees below normal.
Ms. Mesro fading off there. They probably played too long and had to cut it off. Those things happen. Who sends out a... Ooh, time to tell you again, to remind you that you're listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Who sends out all these junk emails? Here's one. Listen to this. Listen very closely to this email. It says, Revive your financial burdens. I don't know if my financial burdens are something I want revived. Django. And who we got coming up? Natalie Cole. We got Natalie Cole coming up here. I gotta make sure I push the right button. I'm going very slowly here because I I don't want to make a mistake. Hardly a day goes by that I don't open the Encyclopedia Britannica and read whatever page I see before me. Now, 
You know, as well as I do, no matter what you read, it usually provides food for thought. And the other day I read that 70% of English villages are known to have already existed in 1086. And the people who live in these villages know this. Many years ago, I got in a taxi in Athens. I was talking German to the driver. It was the only language we could communicate in. And the driver said, This is the coldest winter we've had in this town in 2,500 years. Because they enjoy saying things like that in towns in Europe. The frames were raised on my house on May 11th, 1811. Hezekiah Prince wrote it in his diary, so we know that was the day they put the frames on my house, May 11th, 1811. And in many places in the world, this would be considered a fairly recent piece of construction. But, according to Google, the oldest house in Denver, Colorado, was built in 1859. I seldom ride down to St. George from Thomaston without looking over to the point of land where my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Moses Robinson lived in 1734. And I even go out of my way to be friendly with our new neighbors, the Tolmans, who didn't get to our area till 1757. I'd like to remind you again that the people who live in villages are aware of these things. I once mentioned to a man from Lindisfarne that some of my ancestors visited his town on June 8th, 793, And he said, oh yes, we're still talking about it.
Natalie Cole here on the Humble Farmer. Now if I can find which button I'm going to push next. You see, let me try. That looks like a good one right there. You've seen it. A photograph of an elderly man who holds a pair of glasses in his right hand. He gazes thoughtfully at the camera, chin resting pensively on a knuckle. If you think about it, you've seen dozens of these pictures. Textbooks are notoriously full of them. As medical practitioners or patrons, portraits of these great men in a familiar pose adorn hospital corridor walls. But why this ubiquitous clenched hand, always three or four inches below the nose? Is it that many of us never outgrow our need to suck or nibble at a pacifier? Listen closely, because the other day, while taking my picture, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, explained it quite nicely. Marsha said, Oh, why don't you put your hand up there to hide all those ugly old chins? Can change my complexion too. Brown rosy red stand. Anytime she holds my hand, tell me she's mine. Fighting there. Many girls who can thrill me, and some who can fill me with dreams of happiness. But I know I'll never rest until she says she's mine. Oh, baby, all mine too. I'm not afraid that she'll leave me, for she's not the kind to be unfair. But instead I trust her implicitly She can go where she wants to do what she wants to do I don't care The object of my affection can change my inflection That rosy bit she do Anytime she holds my hand Tells me she's mine
I like that trumpet player. And with a minute to go, here's your humble farmer weekly tip for health and happiness. My wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, looked up from our neighbor's newspaper and said that the oldest man in the world had just died at the age of 115. Because many of us would like to know his secret for a long and happy life. So, because I asked Marsha to read more. She said, He never married. <laughs>